Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 452 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Tits McGee. And Tits McGee's in the house. Yes, what we got this week? It's what we got. Thor, Love and Thunder. We've filled out our contractual obligation to do another Marvel movie. Um... And this time, um, Taika Waititi took us, well, just loads of places. Shadow places, Denmark, I think. <laughs> Shadow places and Denmark. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So we went, we, we went thawing. Um, and then we went, we went to Wales, uh, to rural Wales, uh, with Brian and Charles, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Uh, we're expecting to go there, but I think we had a nice trip out there, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Uh, we've also got some what we've been watching bits, trailers. There's been a few trailers. Um, and then we'll have some tangents, news and bits like that, questions. And, and yeah, yeah. So we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Um, there's other Pod Syndicate podcasts out there like Chinstroker versus Punter, uh, who are now on YouTube. Um, and uh, what else is the Rewatch Project, Iron Sequel, his film, her movie, uh, Civic Landfill, and all sorts of other shows. So, you know, go listen to those, but listen to us first because you're already here listening. Don't turn off and go to them. Continue listening. Um, Patron, we've just recorded our latest uh, Bastards Get an F. Um, I'll look through the CinemaScore F films. We've just recorded fear.com.com. Uh, <laughs> there was lots of Stephen Dorff chat, wasn't there? There was. There was Dorfy chat. Uh, so yes, yeah, so a goal. Listen, that's just two pounds a month, and you get extra shows. Ian, uh, what was um, the let's get physical about this week? I wasn't. Um, I've missed the last. I, I, I missed the last two weeks of the bastards box office, and this week's let's get physical because work. Um, I'm very very sorry, but. Yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna record more. That promise. That'll be back there, and you can all look forward to that. It was always. A, it was always a trial. See how it fits. So, I'm not gonna feel too bad about it, but I do also feel bad about it. But also, <laughs> it's two dollars a month. There you go. Um, two dollars a month. It is literally just to support the show, um, and we we do kind of put it into bits for the show. Um, so be it getting movies and bits like that, and you know, it helps us be able to have our occasional meetups that we have uh, and bits like that. Uh, so yeah, but there will always be a free show. But if you can support us, the more people support us, the more shows we'll do, etc. And bits like that. It's very much appreciated. It is very much appreciated, uh, and we very much don't want to be one of those podcasts that is constantly peppering people with support, 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 support. So I'll stop now. Ian. What's been happening in the movie news? Ay, at the door. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, Top Gun Maverick. Sorry? Yeah, can I bring up an absence of news in a second? Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, I was just going to say Top Gun Maverick has officially become Paramount's highest grossing film uh, at the US box office ever. I think it's the US box office. Uh... Yeah, uh, it's surpassed Titanic's first run release. Well, um, that's, that's pretty big, though. Yeah, I mean, like to be fair, we got about twenty-five years of inflation, but uh, that motherfucker is insane. Um, fully, fully 
believe that that is going to be the highest grossing film at the US box office this year. Maybe not international, but US. Um, Black Panther's got a chance. Uh, Avatar, I suppose. Mm. Um, but may, but then, but maybe not with Avatar. Who's to say? Like Top Gun Maverick is an insanely just four quadrant well, thing. What I will say is, um, when we were at the cinema watching uh, for Love and Thunder, uh, the, there was a couple of trailers on, wasn't that? Vex. Yes. Um, before Love and Thunder, I can't. There was one on before the Avatar one, and everyone did kind of shut up and watch it a little bit, didn't they? And I can't remember what it was for. What's coming up soon? Nope. No, it wasn't Nope. We didn't get a Nope trailer, did we? No. Before that. I can't remember. It was something else. Black Adam. Yes, that was it. Black Adam. Was it really? Yeah, and there there seemed to be a little bit... Oh, fuck. I thought I was joking. Of people getting... Not like it was, but people did kind of simmer down a little bit for that. But then the Avatar one came on and there was just zero interest in it whatsoever apart from oh, really? apart from a couple of people going... I, I literally heard one person go, what? Why? <laughs> At one point. That's going to be... That's going to be interesting because they've only... They've only finished two and three and like... Cameron has been very well. I want four and five to come out, but who knows? It's just like I wonder how much it would have to make for it to not for them not to do four and five. I think if it makes less than three hundred million. What? What? Worldwide? Yeah. I think it'd have to really bomb. I think 300 million. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I forgot my own question. I thought you said... I, I thought you meant I think it's going to make 300 million. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, right, it did like $2.7 billion. Right. Ah. So, however, this is the thing. Because <laughs> the thing is, here, what is interesting is, and I will always state this, is... Never bet against Cameron, and I don't mean that it's going to be good when I say that. I mean that it will make money. However, there is a, a number of caveats when people bring up the, um, the the you look at how much Avatar made, and it did make an astonishing amount of money, but it had the three D thing behind it. Um, that it was. It basically, Cameron championed that this was the first 3D movie. The first proper, real 3D movie that the Bean, And it got... At the time, you had multiple... People were going... Even people who didn't like it were going three or four times to see it. I just don't think... And it, it was it was new. It, it There wasn't anything else like it, really, in the marketplace at the time. I don't think you got that as much anymore. I don't. I can't see it being a film that people are going to go to three and four times like they were doing with Avatar. No. 
But no, I, I, then again, yeah. Cameron's good at bringing out a hook. He is. He he he. he once he gets into things, he's very good at, at, at essentially fucking fuck it. I'm gonna say it. He, he, he can he can fucking shun the snow. He could be the snowman for it. <laughs> oh dear. But you can. Snowman strikes again. Snowman strikes again. <laughs> Fucking Cameron. <laughs> we need to remember this conversation and say it if it makes a fuck ton of money. <laughs> it's it's going to do very well. I think it, 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 if it makes less than 300 mil, that's when they'll go, nope, fucking ship sailed on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it just frees basically done already. Mm. Um, but then, like, I don't think they've done much, if anything, on four and five. And, like, so Empire had a big feature on Avatar 2 um, this last week. And Cameron said in it um, that in Avatar 4, quite early on in, there is a time jump. So it kind of feels like... have Like, it does free end in a place where you don't, like you don't necessarily need four and five. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's not a direct continuation. Like, it feels like two won't be telling a complete story and you'll need three. But is there enough of a break point? Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. The thing is, for for Avatar, I am interested in, in 3D again. Like, IMAX 3D, because... It, it's almost as it, like like a theme park ride as well as a film in in some respects, um, and I'm definitely in, in, in you know interested in that. And the competition is generally staying out the way. The only thing that's big that's really competing with it is Shazam Two, mm. and you know there there are levels of big. Uh, I think that's that's got a good opportunity of being counter programming. I think Shazam Two is going to do fine. Yeah. Um, so this is the thing; it feels like it's going to have the marketplace relatively to itself. Um, but you know, I we'll 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 see. Three hundred million. Wow. It just it, it feels like okay. It's only just made like ten percent of what the first did. Yes, there were fa- other factors, but. Like it, it, it feels like to me if it made four hundred million, it would it it would be tainted. I think it, it, like if, no. if it makes anything under, um, I would say this, this realistically, this film's got to make minimum to to get by, not to break even if that minimum to get by is seven hundred seven hundred million. It's about the yeah. lowest bar it can make. I think if it made five hundred million, they'd still be like, "Well, you know what? There is mitigating factors. Let's get people back interested in it. We'll make it up on the next one." I think if it, make, if it makes five hundred million and it's horribly reviewed, and it literally goes, it makes two hundred of that in the first fucking week, and then falls off a cliff, then I think they'll start to get worried. But I still think they'll they'll go ahead with the next one. Mm. Because it's not know, it, it, it's the thing is it it's not just the movie that makes that is making them the money. It's the fucking it's the rides, it's the merchandise, it's all of that that makes money. Mm. It just 
I kind of feel like it makes 700 million. It's going to struggle to be in like the top five of worldwide grocers mm. for like this year. And, it, 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 and that just fit. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's something that's it's got to be. It's got to be huge for it to make sense. Otherwise, if it isn't number one or maybe number two, then why does it exist? Unless well, yeah, it's mean, really this, this, fucking good. But, I mean, th- th- this is it, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, if it cri- critically, it's like, this is fucking amazing, but audiences just didn't go out and see it, then, you know, if it gets Oscar nominations and things like that, I think they can save face through that as well. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking about the worldwide box office this year. You've got Top Gun. It's on just under 1.2 billion. Doctor Strange isn't going to do a billion, but I think it's over 950. Jurassic World, I think, is on about 850 ish at the moment uh minions is uh like on it on its way up there i don't think it's going to get to those heights uh but then black panther is gonna do big numbers that that brings me to my 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 bit of non-news i was wondering yeah go on so my bit of non-news is black panther comes out in like a little Four over months. three months, yeah. And like, there's nothing. <laughs> so the the first trailer for Four Love and Thunder, to be fair, I think only came out about four months ago as well. But we kind of just knew more about it. It it's the fact that I saw on Twitter today. That the only even piece of concept art that has been shown of it is some fucking really bad quality picture that someone took at some fucking merchandising uh, exhibition. Mm. And like the quality of it's fucking horrible. Um, And and, I mean, like, I think, you know, we discussed on the show before, but the rumours are that it's being retooled and um, Lupita Nyongo's character is apparently going to be taking more of a central role and maybe not as much Letitia Wright. Um, but yeah, it it is odd. Like we have no idea who the bad guy is. Um, we have, I, 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 yeah, I mean like we, there's no real sign that we know what's happening and that's been a thing with Marvel, but I saw a spoiler for the last episode of Miss Marvel today. Do you guys care if I talk about it? No. No. Okay. So, in Miss Marvel, there's a mid credit scene where Brie Larson's in it. Big surprise. But there is also a bit where, and I don't know the context, but one of the characters says it's a mutation and you hear the fucking kind of like sting from the X-Men cartoon. Mm. So it feels like the direction that we are heading towards is X-Men are coming and that's going to be like a big thing for like the end of phase four into phase five. 
Well, yeah, uh, the, you know, last week that the, there's, there's been so much well, chatter, aren't there, about Taron Egerton yes. getting cast as yes. Wolverine, which I, I interesting casting that. Yeah, yeah. They, it, 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 if if that it if makes that's sense. true, he could do a really good job. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a good actor. Um, you know, he can probably pull off the physicality of it, and. I think it could be a fun, different, a little different dynamic of going, of going a different way on it. Yep, yeah. So this, 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 this is the thing. It kind of feels so. Comic Con is next weekend. Marvel are doing a panel there. Mm. So it feels to me like suddenly we are just going to get a fucking explosion of right. This is where we're going. Yeah. And they need to do that now because of, you know, the that there, there is malaise coming. We'll talk about four. Yeah. Generally, people don't seem to like it very much. Um, and that's becoming the norm yeah. with MCU films all of a sudden. I think that, 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 that will form part of our four chat, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, sure, yeah. Any other, any other news anyone's seen? One of my anticipated movies of the year is going to um, Amazon Prime. What's that? The Samaritan. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. August. Yeah, yeah. The um, it's a a superhero of kind movie starring um, Sylvester Stallone, uh, directed by the guy who did Overlord. Mm. Uh, a movie that I didn't get on with too well, but you both really liked, I think. Quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. and you you really liked it, that's thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's going straight to. Um, to Prime, so I look forward to not being able to find that on August the 26th. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I was hoping that was going to go to the cinema, but never expecting it to go into a cinema. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's. that's. I'm kind of looking forward to that. It'll be a nice little treat at the end of August. Yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, um, I think we can go to the Grammar in the cinema because it is playing our parkway. Is it? Which is quite nice. I'm looking forward to that as well. That's exciting. Yeah. So sweet. So are, are we are we committing to reviewing the Grey Man next week then? Yeah. I know we usually do that at the end of the show. But yeah, it just popped in but, my head then. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch a Netflix film in the cinema. Yes. Like all of us to do that and see how it. How yep. it fits. And the There's early mixed, reviews. Some mixed word on Grey Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some people saying, oh, well, it's just very generic blockbuster. Is this what Netflix should be spending their money on? And other people going, it's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably exactly the thing that Netflix should be make, uh, spending their money on if they actually want to make money, yeah. unfortunately. It is. Or fortunately, delete as applicable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They definitely should be spending it on that and not um, parties for the spectator. Can I just clarify? What? Is the big new release <laughs> this week the fucking Railway Children? No, movie? it's the Grey Man. Yep. Cinema release, though. Yeah, it is Railway Children. That's gross. I mean, yeah, yeah isn't it? Yeah. Is, like, okay, <laughs> it is gross. Like, yeah, you actually your your reaction on that is actually a, a, a quite an actual proper reaction, though. Uh, but I mean, like. Who the fuck is going to go watch that? Like, there is no chance on God's green earth Lottie would ever fucking 
countenance do, do me you know taking what? her to see that. And I agree. No, do you know what? Do you know what? No. Do you know who is going to watch that? The kind of people that watch Downton Abbey and Kids. Kids are going to watch it who are being dragged there with their grandparents. Mm. Kicking mm. and screaming, going, no, can't we go and see... Minions. Can't we go and see Thor? No. Can't we're gonna go and see. And stick pins in we're gonna go and see the railway children. It's really good. We used to watch when we were kids. Just straight up, that thing is gonna fucking die on its ass. Yeah, it's. They're it, trying to trying to cash in, aren't they, on this kind of posh fetishism that's going around at the moment? Yeah. And yeah, gross. Yeah. Not keen. Yeah, I, it just, that's why I'm so glad that we're going to do The Grey Man. Yeah. Um, and then at least next week, The Grey Man's on Netflix, but where the Crawdads sing is out. So at least that's something we can review. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Where I'm the Crawdads not... sing. Did it... <laughs> Written by a woman who. Did you... Has anyone heard the backstory of this? No. Oh, yeah. wow. So the woman who wrote Where the Crawdads sing. Um, used to live in um, is it Garden? I think it is. Okay. Um, can't go back there because uh, they fled in the night after killing a trespasser. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, was remarked as saying that I'm gonna have to, have to double check to make sure that this was Garner because I think it. I don't think it was Garner. Um, so I don't want to get this wrong. So bear with me two seconds. Delia Owens. Where was it? She was. Zambia. Sorry, it was Zambia. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, described Africa as nice continent, pity about the Africans. Wow. <clears throat> and that's on her Wikipedia. Be... Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, the reviews for that are not great as well. No, brutal, A lot of people basically pointing out no way would that character look as good as Daisy Edgar Jones, yeah. which is quite funny. To be <laughs> yeah. honest. A lot of people going, hang on a minute, right? So she lives on her own in the marshes, but her claws are impeccably pressed. <laughs> yeah. But we will get to it. We will get to that in a couple of weeks. If it does, I'll be I'll be honest. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm turning around on Reese Witherspoon, but when that trailer says like from producers Reese Witherspoon and Hello Sunshine, yeah. Hello Sunshine is the production company Reese Witherspoon until very recently owned. Yep. You can't that I you you can't say that surely it's like saying even though The Rock would probably do this from The Rock and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or like The Rock and whatever the fuck his energy drink's called. I mean, I am I am on Hello Sunshine's website right now, right? The the opening page is Reese's Book Club. Guess which book is currently 
this this month's Jesus book. Fucking Christ! Are you serious? Have a guess. This is the opening page, Becky. You're witnessing this. I haven't got anything else on mine. <laughs> right. Have a guess which book it is. The Bible. Nope. It's where the crawdads sing. <laughs> yeah. Guess what else though? It's so badly cropped that you can't make out the full title of where the crawdads sing because there's a picture of Reese okay, Witherspoon next to, to it. Gonna need to look at that. There is one, two, three pictures of Reese Witherspoon on this page. Uh. Oh shit, the G is ever so slightly cut off. The C, holy shit. <laughs> Who did that? It, what the, the fuck? It, 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 it is kind of, yeah. It just They just needed to squeeze that a little bit. That's bad, it's eh? really bad. <laughs> um... Oh, hang on. Right. At, at Hello Sunshine, they are changing the narrative for women and they are telling women's stories in their own words. We sound like heels on the ground, emails being sent, pen on paper, wine glasses clinking, taking off those heels at the end of the day, laughter and sometimes tears. Wow. Um. Yeah, because um, women... So, okay... Women wear heels, send emails, write stuff with pens, drink wine, and then take their shoes off. <laughs> it, Becky, as a woman, is that basically how your day goes? I mean, I do send a lot of emails. You do drink a lot of wine as well. I do like wine. Yeah. Don't wear heels. You don't wear heels. Bad for your arches. I mean, that's... A, okay, that's a pretty successful ratio. Yeah, there. it's not bad. Um, Two out of three, eight, bad. Meatloaf would be proud of that. Meatloaf would be so yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. The, the, the person who had to write that copy. Uh, wow-wee. I mean, I've... I, I, even though, I mean, I have to write some bullshit, but at least I don't have to write that. Um, what the fuck is that thing? Right, go, go uh, right. I mean, we're we're going in, guys. We're going into hellosunshine.com now. Click on our story. Yep. Towards the bottom right, yeah. Yep. And then scroll down. Ah, it's not there anymore. There was a fucking weird, fucking looking like pastry thing. Yeah, I saw the pastry thing. Yeah, yeah. If, is that a fortune cookie? It's a fortune cookie. The future is female. Is the fortune. The future is female with a fortune cookie. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Don't forget you are loved. Uh, there's Reese Witherspoon on the cover of the Wall Street Journal magazine. That's good, nice, good for her. Uh, be be a woman to watch. That sounds. That's like the woman in fear dot com. Yep. Uh, um. Wow. Cool. Um, and there's an old woman eating. Eating a wonton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hello Sunshine. That is a website. Yep. So, trailers. There have been some. There have been trailers. Uh, I'm just going to have a look in their, uh, in their store. I should you, look you in the store. On. Gonna... <laughs> I should look at the store as well. 
Oh, they've got an It's Lit hat. Oh, it's sold out. Yeah, the, the hat's sold out. I noticed that as well. I'll be, I'll be honest. I think I might have just found a website to get some stuff for Donna for, for um, her birthday. You she, could. I like, I, 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 she fucking loves Reese Witherspoon. Um, but I don't know whether I should buy Donna stuff from a site that I am fucking taking the piss out of. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> What what's under Master the Mess? Master the Mess travel makeup bag. What's that now? Traveling can be stressful. We've all been there. Oh, there's more what, traveling. Yeah, there's more. Oh, it's all sold out. <laughs> what's under Shine on? Shine on with Reeves pins. Yeah, I'm just looking at these. Right, hang on. Shine. Leading lady T-shirt and a pin set. When you, I thought it was going to be lamps. No, it's not. Or is that in Home and Gifts? Just, I, I'm looking at some, literally some some pins. There's one of like an arrow. There's a heart with some bits that you can't see. A football. A, a pizza and a, a a pin of Reese with a spoon. Seven ninety five for some pens. Yep. Or some magnetic poetry. They're having supply chain issues. Yeah. There's a lot of sold out stuff here. Yeah. Yeah, there is. They've only got iPhone cases. If you want Android, get to fuck. No, you don't deserve which it. Which is correct. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want your business. <laughs> Whiskey in a teacup pin set. What's this? But... One of them's just a pin of Reese Witherspoon saying you got this. Yeah. It's great content, guys. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's move on. <laughs> this is the content our people need to hear. I, I think they can probably put the website themselves. They don't need to now. Well, they don't. We just did it for them. Well, no, they've just they've just they've they've just had an audio tour. Yeah. Hello, sunshine should be paying us. Yeah, they should. You were taking the piss out of it. No, we were. Ian. I meant every fucking word. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Ian, Orphan, First Kill, the sequel Sorry. to a <laughs> a movie from when? A billion years ago. What? Orphan, the film. Oh, fuck. Right, apparently she's been de-aged. Fuck off, she has. She doesn't look nine. <laughs> it, I, I, don't, I don't get what's going on. Why is this film there? No. Right. We, we know what's going to happen. Yep. Because we know Orphan. Yep. It would be a twist in this film if it turns out she's not the killer. Yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, get it. it, just, it it's just, it, you know, we, we've said sometimes it's the sequel nobody asked for. This is it. <laughs> what do they want to think of the trailer? The thing is, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it. Because Orphan was fucking unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> 
and this it, this just needs to have some of that, and I'll be interested. I'll, I'll be in. Did an orphan come out the same year as what was that? What was that fucking Adrian Brody one where he fucked the fucking alien thing that he made? Splice. Splice. Didn't they come out like the same year? I think they might have. 2009. Yeah, but they both came out 2009. And it was kind of like, it was the year where things fuck icky things in films. Yeah. Yeah. God, that is an icky film. I don't know about that. That is an icky film. Yeah. I've made this amazing thing. I'm going to fuck it. (laughs) Hang on. Right. This breaking news that Noel's putting in in the boy chat, that can't be right. What? The title for the new Scream's been revealed. Why is it Scream 6? <laughs> Scream exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That can't be right. I need. I just need to see if there's any actual verifiable sources like reporting this. Other than no, are you saying he's an unreliable source? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Bex, what's your thoughts on the author? Because this is your wheelhouse. I, it is, but I don't like the original. Do you not? No. The fuck's wrong with you? You madhead. It's icky. Yeah. But not in a good way. I'm looking forward to rewatching the original. I quite like it. Often. I won't mind rewatching it actually because I might be. I'm, I may have been wrong. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking watch it. It's a horror movie, isn't it? Yes. Uh, That's about where my bar is. <laughs> Fair, yeah. What are the What are the trailers we've been watching this week, guys? Um, I mean, there's a real piece of shit to talk about. Yeah, there's another one to talk but, about. Isn't there? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if there is anything else. Um, another trailer for Bodies, 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 which seemed to basically be exactly the same as the first trailer for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I'm quite looking forward to Bodies, Bodies, right. Bodies. I just want to play the game Bodies, yep. Bodies, Bodies but without the actual real life murder, but that sounds fun. I don't want to be in a house party with that many people. No, but what's that game that the, the, that the children play? Spin the bottle. No, with those weird like amorphous blobbed people and sus came from it. Hungry, Hungry Hippos. No. What the fuck are you on about? <sighs> Hang on a second. Amorphous blobs? Yeah. Hang on. What's sus? Suspicious. Among Us? Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, it's kind of like that. So, like, the murderer knows they're the murderer, and no one else knows they're the murderer, and you have to, like, wander around the house. But it's, like, with a murder mystery kind of twist thrown in. Wait, what's It'd be pretty cool if a murderer didn't know they were a murderer. You are. It'd be pretty cool if a murderer didn't know they were a murderer. There's that, what's that thing? What's that film with, um, is it Robert Carlyle in it? I don't know. We watched it where he plays the barber and he keeps accidentally killing people and so people think he's a serial killer. So eventually he just becomes a serial killer because it's easier. (laughs) What was that, Ian? Millions. No, it's, what's it called? Aren't they sweets? I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to find it now, I need to... It was, it was going to come out a couple of years ago. The Legend of Barney Thompson. Ah, yeah. 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 Basically becomes like a, a serial killer by accident. 
was quite amusing was that movie actually. thing is I'll watch Pete Davidson in pretty much anything because that guy absolutely knows his fucking lane and he sticks to it and he's really really good at it yeah um, the, the next one I've got Deer Shift mm. which I, I was saying Bex, it, it does feel a little bit like this is a Howard you've done it again movie literally <laughs> like, the, like they've gone yeah right so I've got, I've got this idea yeah. go on what is it and they've pitched an idea and they've gone don't like it they've gone what about Jamie Fox, Dave Franco and Snoop Dogg fight zombies I'll show you fight vampires but it's not for good reasons it's so they can harvest them for money boom and they've just gone and then it's just been the Howard you've done it again Bumf, there you go. That's so weird. I'm really glad you got that reference, Ian, because he said it to me earlier and I was like, I do not know what the fuck you're on about. How would you have done no, it again? I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, this looks all right. It, it did make me laugh. It was like from the people who taught John Wick, Wick, Wick how to kick ass. It's directed by the supervising stunt coordinator for John Wick 2. <laughs> So let's maybe, like, that feels like, how can we get away with this connection? Yeah. How can we say from the people like, who brought you John Wick without saying from the people who brought you John Wick? Oh, well, okay. Like, it would hold up in a court of law. Technically, this guy, <clears throat> at some point, told Keanu Reeves... To do a kick, <laughs> yeah. I want, I, I want from the people who brought John Wick a coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like that father stew should have been like from the peep, the, from the person who let Mel Gibson fuck her. <laughs> yes, comes nepotism the movie. <laughs> Yeah, did you, you did you ever watch Father Stew? I've still not watched Father Stew, yeah. I've still not. No, you've got to get that done for year end, though. I've you? got to get it done for fucking year end, yeah. It's going to be on the list, yeah, isn't it? Okay. What for, like, worst of? Yeah. You wash your fucking mouth out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, chill. So the monster. So we, we've both told we've both told Becky to shut the fuck up <laughs> at once on this show, haven't we? Not very nice, are you? <laughs> sorry, I did. I said sorry after. You know, I'm not saying sorry. Stand by, man. No, I'm going to make you watch Father Stew with me now. I don't want to. You can. Uh, um, yeah, the monsters. So Rob Zombie has wanted to make this movie, right? <laughs> For like twenty odd years, mm. and then he's finally said that he got the money and the opportunity to make it. But it looks like it costs less than any of his other movies. Yeah, but he's going for that monstersy kind of look, isn't it? What shit? Yeah, yeah this. It, it, I, but who, right? But I mean, but who's it for? Like genuinely. I'm quite keen for it. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I loved the monsters, and it, it looks like it's got that same. Even kind of after this line. trailer, yeah. But what is it? Good for you. you... I, I I'm a bit of a Rob Zombie apologist. 
But it's like it's like a prequel where they where it's about them meeting, isn't it? And becoming Herman and Lily Munster, the couple, because the kids aren't in the trailer, are they? No. I hope that ain't because he's pitching a sequel. <laughs> Eddie and Marilyn. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Eddie Munster's in it, isn't he? I... Is he? Yeah, they actually oh. played Eddie Munster's in it. It just it 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 feels like the way that Rob Zombie got the opportunity to make this is that he's somehow duped people into thinking that he's a young kid dying of cancer <laughs> and that this was his make a wish. <laughs> um I mean it's and the thing is, right, he's they're talking about how like it's a family, like it, it's like the first film you'd be able to watch with his, with kids and whatnot. But it starts with from the director who brought you House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, blah blah blah. It's like right, okay, so fuck that. It, you, no, you you haven't made it for kids. You you know the audience that's going to watch this it, it is basically anybody who will watch a Rob Zombie film. Yeah, and it just. There is no fucking chance on God, God's green earth this gets a cinema release. Nope. It's universal, so if it was streaming, it would pe- be Peacock. It's not even saying that. It feels like they are already embarrassed enough of I, this film that they're not even saying, yeah, it'll be on Peacock in September. They, well, actually, they, they've already changed it from universal to been universal 1440. Okay. Right. So, just to give an example, some of the Universal 1440s movies are Scorpion King 3. Right. Uh, Curious George 3. Tremors 5. Jarhead 3 The Siege. That Kindergarten Cop sequel that came out. Backdraft 2. Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. Backdraft here. Yeah. <laughs> and American Pie Presents Girls Rules. There we go then. Yeah, the 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 defense rests. This this movie might not even come out. <laughs> no, I mean like it 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 will just drop on VOD. Yeah, like Peacock will be like this will taint our brand. <laughs> and I fucking bet you. I think the Fright Fest lineup comes out tomorrow or Friday. I fucking bet you this is playing Fright Fest because they'll get Rob Zombie there. Yeah. Yeah, they will get Rob Zombie, and if you get Rob Zombie, you get Sherry Moon Zombie. Yep. Yep. I don't care. Right. Say what you want. I'm still excited for it. That's fine, Max. If if it does come to cinema, in any way, shape, or form, I will happily go watch it. Oh, thank you. Hey, look, I mean, like, we'll we'll review it, and I'm not going to be... Believe me, I'm not going to be going in saying, I want to watch the worst film of the fucking year. Like, and I, I honestly... Have you already seen Father's Stew? <laughs> what, we haven't seen Father's Stew? I Are haven't you? seen Father's Stew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no, I haven't. Um, It just, it doesn't look so bad, it's good. It looks amateurish, and I don't ne- even necessarily hate all of Rob Zombie's work. Lords of Salem, I think, is a really fucking atmospheric, grungy, oh, bloody hell, I feel a bit weird after that piece of work. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think the dude's 
obviously got some filmmaking talent. Thirty one was was, but, was 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 good. I thought thirty one was all right. You know, and it, it. But I mean, it just this. What the? Just what the fuck is he doing? But we'll see. We'll you know we'll 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 see we'll see. But the fact that it's like Universal's bottom of the barrel video label says it all. Yeah, I have a feeling this. I have a feeling the budget of this was less than five million. <laughs> yeah, he probably put up some of the money himself or something. I think. You know, I think like, he. It, it, I think he did. I think he. Use the proceeds from the last um, tour that he did um, to get it funded. I mean that that that's you know you have to respect that kind of hustle. Um, I'm I just I'm stunned that he got a studio to go. Yeah, all right then. But the, he's got a built in built audience though. That's, that's it. There's there's probably a floor of money that they expect to make from it because people like Rob Zombie. Yep, that's it. You know he's. I think his thing was that I remember seeing him. He was saying, you know, weirdly, my movies because they're so cheap never lose money. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Should we? Should we thaw? Let's thaw. Sure. Don't have to watch it again, do we? What? Oh. <laughs> well, well. I thought you were the one that enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Thor. What's I'm gonna I'm gonna read the IMDb um, thing. Uh, yeah, so it's Taika Waititi, obviously. Uh, Chris Hemsworth um, back. Tessa Thompson's back. Um, and then who else is there? Taika Waititi's back. But Russell Crowe's there. Natalie Portman is back as well. Um, Christian Bale is there. <laughs> um, Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie Korg and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. That's not quite it, actually. Um, so, yeah, essentially, um, I remember guys we are all sports all the time. Um, Natalie Portman's Jane um, is suffering from stage four cancer, um, and is Mulya calls her, doesn't it? Yeah. And so... Because he's told it to protect her. Because he's told it to protect her. And so when she is a Thor, she is not dying of cancer, (laughs) effectively. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But also kind of is, just slower. Kind of is, yeah. I just thought Thor was his name. I think it is his name. But, right, there's a lot of things to get into. We'll get into that one at some point. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. Bex, did you Love and Thunder it? See, I got out of it last night after I'd been to see it, thinking, do you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say it's a good film, but I enjoyed my time with it well enough. It was fine. And the more I've thought about it, the more I hate it. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's just so... It just feels like flimsy and inconsequential and juvenile and fucking dumb. And it's like they've gone to a YTE 
you know, like people really liked Ragnarok, just do more of the same. So it's hyper fucking colourful and all just quippy. Like, I, I, I don't know, I've not read the comic books, but I get the feeling that the Thor character isn't meant to just be comic relief, which is essentially what they've made him, who's occasionally sad because people died. A lot of people do die. A lot of people don't die as well, though. All of them should die. Okay. I wish Tessa fucking Thompson's character had died. She is heinous I mean, in this film. Heinous. It is spectacular how just little she's adding to any of these films. Yeah. yeah. Just a constantly evolving accent and some sass. Not good sass, like cringe sass. My thing about Tessa Thompson is, and I don't get it, I don't get the whole appeal appeal Mm -hmm. about her. She's very much one of those performers who um, constantly seems to feel a little bit like she's above everything she's doing. A little bit. James Franco developed that a little bit at some point. like that, though. I bet they got on great. Who's that? Natalie Portman. Yeah, I, I, I just quite like that department in this, though, to be fair. But, yeah, but Tess Thompson, I, if anybody could ever be as good and as charismatic as Tessa Thompson thinks she, <laughs> she is, yeah. then that person would be crowned king of the world, yeah. or queen of the world, or person of the world. I, I, need, I need to catch up with Passing at some point, because it is directed by Step On Me, Becky Hall. You, um, you started watching this, didn't you, Bex? I started watching it, yes. I think that says all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. I, I, it, I'm going to watch that were... I, I want to watch it. It's really, really Yeah, it, 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 like... Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, it, I, I, I will say that one moment with Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman and the Bluetooth speaker, I basically wanted to claw my eyes yeah. out. Oh, that was, um, that was the bit I turned round to you. What? Yeah. What? Go on. And said something. What was I said? <laughs> you said that is the whitest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. 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 It was very, very, very cringy. Yeah. That was it. I wanted the, the floor to open and just swallow both of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, anyway, Ian. Thor and Love and Thunder. Yeah, so I'm going to say this... I'm, uh, Everything comes with a caveat here. Uh, I went on a works night out the night before. Um, very, very, very hungover <laughs> attending a 10 past 10 in the morning on a Saturday showing. Um, so absolutely my brain soaked in the absolute inconsequentialness of it and was like, this will do. Um, so there is that again Bex like you the more and actually like Noel as well because Noel said that like the more he thinks about it the more he doesn't like it and I think that's that's happening with me as well I I will say that coming out of it I liked it more than Eternals and Doctor Strange and Black Widow Mm. and I think part Part of that, I think, is because Christian Bale 
is in a completely different film to everybody else, but is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I liked how colourful it was. And then when it was black and white, how stark that was. And like, because everything else had been so colourful, it was obviously intentional and it worked. Um, and there, there are sequences in the film that I like. And, and the fact that it's not necessarily connected to anything else other than other four films is comforting. But in saying all that, I don't think Waititi is going to do another MCU film um, because hope. I, I think he's he would have seen the reaction to this and gone, right, people kind of don't like me in this sphere anymore. I'm going to get out while the getting's good and move on to something else while people some people do still like me. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a guy who seems to be desperate to be liked and for people to think he's funny. Um, and I bet some of the reviews coming out of this, I bet he's reading them all and he's m- maybe enjoying himself with some powder uh, in in the, the hills of snowy places and is enjoying being high up in the snowy places. Um, and is reading the reviews and then not enjoying them because of the altitude reaction i don't know what i'm trying to say there um but uh, yeah it's it feels like with ragnarok he was bringing something fresh and it was colorful and it was fun with love and thunder it's a film that is kind of trying to have its cake and eat it by being utterly banal in places but then also like having one of the lead characters fucking die of cancer, but just before saying, "Oh, by the way, you should adopt that kid," mm. That's which is a fucking kid, wild place for that film. Yeah, and it's Chris Hemsworth's kid, mm. uh, which is e- kind of even more grating in a way. I mean, g- you know, good for Chris Hemsworth. Absolutely understand that. That wolf woman at the start that he's howling with is Elsa Pataki's wife. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the, that's fun. The kids who are running, you know, who, who are the young Thars were his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, kids in it as well. What's that... about, I think? Yeah, someone else's kids in it. Cool. Yeah, everyone's kids were in it. Yeah, and I mean, Bale's kids were. And I mean, you know, take away went, Christian, should we be kids? Should we be in it? And he just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, what? A f- like, just going on to the Christian Bale thing. What a fucking waste. Because he's fucking the, the scene he's got where essentially he's telling the story to the kids. Mm. And there's a lot of it where it's just it's it, it's just shot as him. I was thinking they're doing that because it would be because I bet Christian Bale telling these stories to a bunch of kids would terrify them for life. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's but, Bale's fully involved in this, but not in it anywhere near enough. But not even that. Not even just that though. Not what. Not just what a waste of Bale. What a waste of what could have been a really good villain. The, the, the thing is, right, this is the thing that... that I'll get on to Thor, Love and Thunder in a second, my thoughts on, on that in a second. But holistically, on the um, the MCU where it's going at the moment, feels incredibly unfocused. Mm. And it feels like they can't work out how to have a good bad guy. They had one, and he's gone. 
Great. Who are you home. referring to? Thanos. A good bad bad guy. Do you know why Thanos was a good bad guy? Because they built him up. Because he wasn't just one film and done. Yeah. But that's it. But, but um, they don't want to commit, I, to commit to a new bad guy. I fucking bet Christian Bale was like, no, I'm not signing a fucking contract. Oh, yeah. You've got me for one. You've got me for one. One, one and done. Um, but, I mean, it seems to be they're going for like a war of the gods kind of thing. Um, which I'm sure there's something there to, to what it's on. But yeah, I, the thing is, I'm with Thor, Love and Thunder. I liked The Eternals. I quite liked that. I haven't rewatched it because it might change quite dramatically on that. Um, but I don't know. With Thor, Love and Thunder, it, it, it felt really unfocused. Um, it's weird, Ian, you used the word flimsy when you were messaging about it um, earlier, and that was the exact word we used coming out of it, wasn't it, yeah. Vex? was flimsy. Um, but it just, like, there was fun bits in it that I had fun with. Mm. Um, but there was also bits that I was like, do you know what, this doesn't make any sense. I know it's not even supposed to, but like, Real kind of like basic things, like the kid at the end. What kind of is that? Because my interpretation of it is, it's Gore's kid yeah. brought back to life. Yeah. That's what Gore did. But why she got the power of gods? Because <laughs> the eternity uh, imbued her with it. Who fucking knows? But why? No, I know. I don't know, maybe we'll find out. But it just it <laughs> just it, it, it just feels a little bit like somebody might have asked that question and nobody was bothered to kind of think of a reason for why. I, I thought the action was a bit weak as well. Yeah, the fights were very unfair. It was very much stand there, push something forward, and everyone will just fall down. Mm. But then you had Russell Crowe has as Zeus. Mm. Which was fun. I liked. I, mean, I liked he's... him as Zeus. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I will say. We, I, I will say <laughs> this though. We get it, Taiki. You you like orgies, and you've been to an orgy. This is the second Thor film he's done that orgies have been mentioned, right. and it was just that with the right. You're not invited to the orgy now, and just like we get it. And the persistent use of, right, how many shits can we use in this movie? Yeah. Annoyed me. Just for no yeah, reason. Yeah, look, I'm, the, 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 the Taika thing, I mean, you know, like I say, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this film at all. Um, I, I was talking to Noel earlier on, and he was just like, fucking just you wait on the rewatch. And it's like, yeah, I bet. Um, I, I could see that happening. But just as a side point, this... Taika Waititi's been getting some shit for a video that he did online with Tessa Thompson where they were breaking down a scene yeah. and he was taking the piss out of um, some of the visual effects. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Michael Bay also did that with Ambulance where he was just like, he said he wasn't happy with one of the shots. And the, VF, the VFX industry is one that has to go through an insane amount of crunch and it's 
people who pa aren't paid an awful lot. It's quite close to video game development, you know, in a way that people go into that because they're passionate about it and then they're just constantly getting fucked over. Mm -hmm. And th th the thing is, with Taika Waititi, it's kind of easy to hate on the guy because, like, I, I don't know, like, he's successful and he seems to like the smell of his own farts. But coming out and being disparaging about the visual effects in a film that you've worked on where a lot of people worked very fucking hard trying to achieve your vision. Yeah. You know, because, like, because let's be honest, and, there is barely a second of this movie that doesn't require some VFX. Yeah, ex exactly. The work on it would have been fucking huge. And it, it just... There, there is a lack of class about Taika Waititi, which I'm surprised about, given that he wrote Jojo Rabbit, which, you know, whether you, you like or hate Jojo Rabbit... Like, yeah, it it, yeah it's, it's talking about some pretty mature shit, you know, and that, that I, I like Jojo Rabbit. Um, so that's the thing, it's like separating the art from the artist... You know, a lot of the time we talk about that because, like, the artists are fucking sex offenders or or fucking, um, uh, oh, God, uh, anti-Semitic. So it's, but, you know, it's probably easier to separate the art from the artist where the artist is just a bit of a fucking twat. Mm. <laughs> but, it, you know, it is, I am annoyed that I like his output as much as I do. Um, and he needs to fuck off for a bit. He really, really needs to fuck off for a bit. Yeah, it was... The thing is, I actually quite like his character in it. I quite Korg. I love Korg. I think he's... Yeah, Korg's he, fine. He's, he's fine, he's funny. I, I was a little bit, when it looked like he died, I was a little bit like, on oh, the dark, because he's actually quite amusing. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just his face. Though, and then it was just a face. The... The 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 cog, the his his people essentially being you know it's the males that have a child, and what is it? And then the 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 the, the Dwayne joke at the end yeah. was quite amusing. I'll give him that one. Yeah, that's good. Um, and the thing is that there was good points. There was good of, bits of this movie. The thing is, the further away I get from like seeing it. The less of the good points I remember, and the more of the bad points. Mm. But the the Asgard, yeah, that's right. Isn't New it? Asgard. New Asgard. Yeah. New Asgard. Um, being essentially become like a tourist trap. Yeah. Is quite funny, and it, it feels quite kind of apt. Well, that's definitely what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just it it feels a little bit, yeah, flimsy is the right word. It it seems to be the film is trading off. Look, Chris Hemsworth's really charismatic as Thor, mm. and that's there's a lot of that. Chris Hemsworth is doing an awful lot of heavy lifting in yeah. this movie, literally. Well, yeah. At one point, he catches a boulder. These though, a lot's been made of. Oh, this is this is the biggest Chris has ever been. Is you know. He's, he's really worked out to get into shape. It's not for this. But he is the biggest he's ever been in a movie, in this movie. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, in terms of his physique, yeah. But it, it doesn't look 
wow. good anymore. Okay. Well, it's got too big. Because it's not for this. The reason why it got as big as he did wasn't for this, it's for the Hulk Hogan movie. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot that I was happening. Was Great. Yeah, that, that's the reason why he's as big as he is. It, even he commented on it and said, I, I, I had to get, you know, there was... Was I, Hulk Hogan that big? Hulk Hogan was an absolute fucking monster. Yeah, an absolute unit? Yeah. Is he dead? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're saying was? No. Oh. Um, no, I mean, literally, when, Stallone made, when Stallone made a movie with him, he said, it, Stallone has been on record as saying several times, he has never met an athlete as physical perfection as Hulk Hogan was at the time. This guy. He was fucking massive. Yeah. And that's why he had to get Hensbert to get that to get that as had to get that big to play Hulk Hogan. I'll let him off then. He needs to fucking chill out a little bit after he's finished filming that though. Well, what's it? Randomly, random tangent. Um, Chris Evans commented on that recently, didn't they? Did he? Yeah. What's he say? He was commenting on the fact that because they were talking about the, you know, is there anything that you that you sort of don't miss about the MCU and bits like that? And he was saying, yeah, the the, the physical workout that you had to be in pretty much all the time. Mm. He said, you know, since I stopped being cat, people have gone, are you okay? When they've met me, it's like, why? It's like you've lost so much weight. And he's like. Yeah, I have. It's not weight, it's muscle. It's just me as a normal I, I, I've slimmed down this area. I don't have to spend like six hours in the gym five days a week. Mm. Mm. Ian, what did you think of the goats? Oh, they were so fucking annoying. Oh, I fucking loved I them. I kind of love the goats. I fucking loved them every single time they screamed it was like I'm here for it I wish they were in the fight the bit the bit that got me possibly my highlight of the entire movie was when they got to the shadow place like the planet or whatever it was they were on and the ship crashed into the coats just screamed at that I I think I was the sole person in the cinema who found that as amusing as I did it's one of those, you know, one of those moments you yeah. get to see where you laugh and you are thoroughly aware that nobody else is laughing, but you do not. Oh, care. I also enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I'm not sure I understand. You, 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 you weren't, Siri. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, so, where are we all with MCU at the moment? Hey, as as I've said before, I like I'm, I'm liking me my Miss Marvel. Um, Where are we with I the MCU films? That... <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I know, but the MC, you know, oh, fine, you know, absolutely contractual obligation. Yep. Um, we'll see how they go. It fe- it just it feels like its influence is starting to wane a bit mm. and that's absolutely fine yeah i'm, I'm on that it, it, i kind of like the idea that the magic is broken becky pointed something out to me actually didn't you did i think kevin feig had said yes in an interview yeah well he basically said that what's happening at the moment is that these are the reactions to the end of Endgame. These are the immediate aftermaths of, yeah. Of Endgame. Um, but what they're doing at the moment is they're catching up to 2024. Which is when the snap would have... Which is where the snap took us to so that they can start being back. The films that are coming out are going to be back in the right time frame. Mm. 
So they're filler. Which kind of does sound a little bit like he's saying they're filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, if they were... if The thing is, there hasn't been one of like the, the post-Endgame ones that you've gone, that is an absolute fucking stone-cold banger. Spider-Man's pretty good with JTG. That's probably the closest, yeah. Yeah. But that came out literally a few months after. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish they'd stop releasing them so that the contractual obligation element would go away. I do not want well, to watch any more I mean, of these films. We've got about four months now, and I don't think... Oh, no, there is the She-Hulk attorney at law um, in August. But, again, I mean, that feels like something completely different, which I'm kind of there for, um, at least at least for the first episode. It's just the fact it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Is it? Um, yeah. Full title, She-Hulk um, Attorney at Law? Yeah. Fuck. You see, I'm, I'm actually more interested in that than any of the other bits. It's Tim just, Roth's it looks in it. like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As... Mark Ruffalo's in it. As a combination. Sorry? Tim Ross as... Tim. He's back as um, Abomination. I think so. That's what it says. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. That feels like it's going to be a different vibe. And, you know, it... I'm... I, I'm, I'm looking forward... Because, I mean, like, we've had... It's only been Doctor Strange and this so far this year, hasn't it? Movie-wise... Yeah, and it but it already feels like it's been more. Yeah, but then again, that's that's because there's been fucking Moon Knight. Um, it's been a lot of series and Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah, I mean Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Has there been anything else this year? I feel like there must have. I bet been. There was another one. Hawkeye was right, like right around the turn of the year. Hawkeye was like a Christmas one, wasn't it? Was Loki after Hawkeye? Yeah. No, it was before. Loki was like this time last year. Jeez, was it? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Time has no like meaning. Season two's filming now. Time has no meaning. No, quite. But but again, it's like it's interesting because it's like the last episode of Loki introduced Kang the Conqueror, who is going to be in the next Ant-Man. But it'll be interesting to see whether, like, if it's literally going to be... He was in an episode of Loki in 2021, and then the next time you see that character, he's in a film two years later. Yep. That that just... That just seems mad. But, we'll, like like I said earlier on, we'll, we'll see what comes out of Comic-Con... Because it, it, it feels like that is going to be a blast of information. Yeah, they, they, they need to go big on that to kind of get people's interest fully back in, I think. Yeah, like that, that I think, is apparently Fantastic Four. So John Watts dropped out of it. And, like, Kevin Feige is trying to find, like, an actual kind of, like, king shit director to do Fantastic Four. And it feels like maybe they'll announce that, cut like the casting for that. Maybe have like a teaser for Ant Man. Maybe a teaser for Blade. I think that's been shooting, um, 
and then maybe like confirmation that Taron Egerton's going to be Wolverine. Mm. And then that, if you've got all that, that feels like, and also some Wakanda Forever stuff as well. That feels like that's going to be enough to kind of keep people going. If there isn't a Wakanda Forever trailer there, then then I think they, people they, are going to start saying they, this is getting delayed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If if there if there is basically if they're not going to show anything Wakanda Forever at Comic Con, it will be because in the next week and a half they're announcing it's been delayed to next year. And they'll pull Ant Man forward. That would be fun. I think that fucker's shot. Yep. Yeah, Bill Murray was talking about having a role in it, and that was last year. Oh, is that it's done. That film is 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 shot in the can and ready to go, apparently. Mm. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, hey, I'd be up for an Ant Man in November. Yeah. I'll be honest, if it was any MCU franchise at the moment, I'd be up for another one of. I think it would be Ant Man. Yeah. I like that little fucker. Yep. And he's um he's anti vaccinated. And God. <laughs> By the t- by, the time Ant Man three comes out, it would have been nearly five years since the last Ant Man. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's not quite Doctor Strange levels, but it's not far off. <laughs> um, so, where are we in terms of ratings for uh, Thor: Love and Thunder? Uh, hey, definitely not shit, but we'll see. Where are you, Bex? You 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 gone full shit. Because you liked it more than me going out of the cinema. It makes me angry. Right, okay. Because it should have been better. The, the the pieces, the puzzle pieces are there for it to be better and they've just been wasted. Right, well, I'm, I, I think I'm... I think I'm touching cloth on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full gamut of emotions. It is, yeah. Uh, and our audience poll, definitely not shit, 40%. Touching cloth, 33%. Shit, thirteen percent, and Geostorm, fourteen percent. So yeah, so yeah, that's it. That's most people kind of mostly liked it. And I like that people like things. Uh, right. Um, hey, Hannah. You know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of Shield. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million times. Absolutely. Nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television, with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So 
With that in mind, join Emma and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzilla as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian and Charles uh, is directed by Jim Archer uh, and written by and starring David Earle and also has the voice of Chris Haywood um, and uh, Louise Braley, uh, Nina uh, Sociana and a few other kind of British character actors uh, in it that are there. Uh, what is it about? Let's see what the INDBs say um, about Brian and Charles. Bit of a sleepy um, festival circuit hit this one, hasn't it? Mm. Um, mm. After a particularly harsh winter, Brian goes into a deep depression, completely isolated and with no one to talk to. Brian does what any sane person would do when faced with such a melancholic situation. He builds a robot called Charles Petrescu. He <laughs> chooses like such a specific name as well. Yes. Well, he doesn't like Clive. <laughs> he doesn't like Clive, yeah. <laughs> um, Ian, what did you think uh, to your time with uh, Brian and Charles? So, I think this is fascinating. Ten years ago, I think this would have been all over the place. You know, like, it in the time of, like, Ben Wheatley doing, like, sightseers... Mm. Um, that that kind of time, it, it feels like it would have been the darling of the Guardian, and yes. Kermode and Mayo would be talking about it loads. And we're in a different environment now, where I am fucking stunned that this has got a actually relatively wide cinema release, not because of the quality of the film, but because of what it is. Um, I'm sure it's made fuck all. Um, because it's horrible. It feels like a horrible weekend to release it. The 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 same weekend for Love and Thunder comes out, where the weather's been all right. Yeah, 
you know what I mean? Like, now, like, no fucker seems to want to go to the cinema at the moment. And, you know, fair enough, we don't get weather like this very often in the UK, so I understand that. Um, and I'm glad that a film like this still exists in the cinema. Um, I didn't outright love it. And I thought at times it may be for... I'm not... Well, no. Okay, I think that's harsh saying it. I, it's maybe thought it was funnier than it, it, it thinks it was. But I just maybe didn't find it subjectively funny all the way through. Like the the running gag about him liking cabbages. Yeah. It just... Yeah, I I, yeah. I, I could... I You know, I, nah, I'm all right. Um... And I thought the story was surprisingly slight as well, where it's like, okay, he's just, like, growing up. And then he leaves the nest. All right, fine. But I thought the performances were charming. It was more charming than I actually thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a bit T-Fitchy, and it never was. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. It... It did have a, a Welshness about it, <laughs> I will say, uh, which I'm fond of, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I I was I I I was quite taken with it, but especially by the end, it it worked on me, despite the fact that it is quite slight. Um, but yes, the fact that he's called Charles Charles Petrescu, and the way the way he says Brian made me laugh every time. Brian, you know, it just good, good times. I'm intrigued to see what you guys made of it, actually. Um, well, the thing is, I agree with you that there was, it was maybe a little bit, um, sort of, they fleshed it out because it comes from a short film that they made. Um, and I don't, I think you can maybe tell that it doesn't quite have enough there to be a fully fleshed movie um but it is engaging at points the cabbage thing did get too fucking much it became a little bit like the fact that it it, it went from being on oh, a lot of cabbage and the the cabbage gun it went from being something that was kind of amusing to the last thing of it where he's giving him his is what is it and he's like yeah. and i put a savoy cabbage in there it was like Right, that is one fucking joke too far. It doesn't make sense. You just you you just been a dick now. Just a cabbage too far. Yeah. Um, it gets over for the fact that you've got a very the the design of Charles is really charming. Yeah. And the yeah. performance of Charles, the physical performance of Charles. Front, 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 front. Is front. is really good. Like that bit. Yeah. The the bit of the, the fact that. Yeah, that he's his arc is he's growing as a what is it? But things like the when he's sleeping and he's just saying over and over again, "I am sleeping." Yeah, I am sleeping, and then it and then it moves later on into the "I am dreaming." Yeah, I am dreaming. It's I, I like that, and I think you get that that sense of when the guy it, it, when they're essentially being a dick to Charles, you do start to you do feel the anger sense that Brian's got there. See, I just felt angry at Brian. Why? For not fucking doing anything about it. But I think he felt angry himself for that. It, it's... But then he makes the super sugar. Yeah, the super sugar was fucking great. That was good. 
<laughs> yeah. It's just the fact that that fucker comes out of nowhere as well. Yeah, because you're focused on them building the cabbage gun. You don't know that he's also built a super shovel. That's it. I I think it tricks you into thinking, and what it does end up happening, that that Charles is going to shoot the cabbage gun at him. Yeah. And hit him in the face. Mm. You don't expect that. But it's it's the physicality of the fact that it fires him right across the fucking thing. (laughs) Was kind of... Was kind of good. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed that element of it, um, but it it, it 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 did feel a little bit like at points um, we were watching we were watching them killing time to get to bits. Sure. Yeah. But I, it, it it's. I don't know. It just—it is refreshing. Like I said, it just—it's refreshing to see something that like this out there, and it's like in this age where it's kind of blockbuster or bust for content in the cinema at the moment. It's cool to see this out there, um, and why not? Because it's not a five out of five banger, but it's a perfectly decent hour and a half. Like by the end of it, you're not going to th- feel like oh, I wasted my time there. Well, that's it. You know, it, it it's, I, I, it's pretty yeah. much it does exactly what it says on the tin kind of film, um, mm. and it, like I say, it's nice that it's out there. I think I should have looked. It did have like four hundred grand at the box office, which it it did four hundred grand. All right, that's, that's all right. Actually, that's not bad. That's yeah. You know, I think they'll be they'll be kind of happy with that. Um. But yeah, it, I don't know. It's a weird one. It was kind of what I was expecting, but it also, in a way, wasn't. It was a little bit slighter than I was expecting, but I kind of think I liked that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it does all hang on the fact that Charles is quite charming. Yes, very, very much so. But he's a bit, and of you do feel sorry for him. But he's, but he's in the same way that children, as they're growing up, are not. Yeah, but... that, that's the thing. Yeah, there. But then I, I was asking myself at the end. I turned out you said to Bex, didn't I, when they bought in the world ticket? And like, there's a couple of things there. Can you actually buy just a world ticket? And the second one is, how does that logistically work? Like, how does he travel? I think if the bit that you're getting hung up on in a movie about a man that makes an AI robot in his garage is world tickets and passport regulations and stuff. I think you're probably watching it wrong, though. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But still. These are the questions we need to ask. Yeah, do you know, it's fun, it's charming. There's there's ways they could have padded it out from a short film to a full movie better, I think. Um, but it's it's certainly not boring. It clips along, like. Oh, it, 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 it's got exactly the right length yeah, to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that for it. The bully man's voice really annoyed me. His voice annoyed you. Yeah. But his Welsh accent. I don't think it was 
Because the other lady, the nasty lady who tells him that one end shits and one end says I'm a cow, her voice didn't annoy me. She was, she had a Welsh accent. So one the accent is just... That's a fucking great line. I mean, that that is a great, like, his accent is quite a strong Welsh yeah. accent. Yeah. And I'd argue hers wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah, he's, he's very Welsh. Yes, the... Oh, boy, oh. I think it's the lilting quality. Like, wow, you're just attacking the Welsh accent now. No, of his specifically. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he was a tit. Well, yeah, he was a tit. He was a piece of shit. He's mine now. It's just, why, really does he, good why does he nick him? Just, just to be a prick. Yeah. But why didn't he call the police? I'm going to tell Donna you said that. What? <laughs> Okay, so no, that you you said that was good. She fucking hates it when I try and do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So where are we all with this one, then, guys? Yeah, definitely not shit. It's not going to be anywhere fucking near my year end list, particularly this year. But yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not shit, shit on it. Yeah, uh, definitely shit. Sixty percent. Nice. Touching cloth zero percent. Uh, shit, forty percent. Wow. Okay. Ian, what have you been watching? I have been watching. What have I been watching? Come on, diary, you fucking dickhead. Right there we are. Uh, yeah, I've got a few this week. So um, started off with a film that just plopped onto Netflix. Uh, <laughs> the Man from Toronto. <laughs> It arrived with all the fucking whiz and bang of a man from Toronto would. Fucking madness. Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, directed by the guy who did the Hitman's Bodyguard, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Expendables 3. You know, like some decent pedigree there. Mm -hmm. And I literally found out it was on Netflix because somebody on Twitter did a screen grab of their Netflix app. Um, so the, you know, some, some of the latest content from Netflix, uh, was originally supposed to come out in the cinema. Jason Statham was attached to star, dropped out relatively last minute. Woody Harrelson replaced him. Um, and Netflix bought the rights to it. And my biggest problem, problem with the film is that every single fucking line, every single mannerism is obviously designed for Jason Statham. And Woody Harrelson is doing a Jason Statham impression throughout the entire fucking film. Not in terms of accent, but everything else. And it doesn't work. Um, if Woody Harrelson is just a bit too warm and... like He's got too much of the, this guy could actually be warm and cuddly. <laughs> Which Woody Harrelson brings that to so, pretty much everything, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, most of the time, yeah. So the, t- the, the kind of like, the, the way the plot works in this... You know, it, it's a buddy comedy, so it's no great surprise that Woody Harrelson may be on Kevin Hart's side at some point in this film. And with Jason Statham, at least there would be a little bit of edge to that. There's not here. Uh, really, really bad CG. Uh, doesn't feel like it had an awful lot of money uh, thrown at it. Seventy-five million, um, apparently, the budget for this film was. What the fuck? Okay, I, I'm assuming COVID protocols probably added a good chunk to that. Um, there's one action sequence that was relatively memorable. It's kind of like a one-shot, but obviously not a one-shot. 
where Patrick Hughes does, you know, he's a decent enough, he's a competent action filmmaker and it, it's got those moments. The, the, the thing is, it feels like one where if you've got an unlimited card or if you were just like wanted an undemanding Friday night at the cinema, it would be fine. Mm. But it just unceremoniously coming out on Netflix, like they just like realized they didn't flush the toilet from last time and they just flushed it again. Um, it's yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like an, another content, the movie. Well, Patrick Hughes, director wants to incorporate Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson's characters into, uh, the, Possible sequels to the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguards. Bodyguard. I mean, yeah, that 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 could, yeah, sure. I suppose I'd rather watch Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson and Salma Hayek do another one by themselves. Yeah. If I'm honest, um, Kevin Hart is just doing his Kevin Hart thing. I like which is all right. Like I say. As an undemanding Friday night at the cinema, it would it would be all right, but it's just like the way that Netflix just obviously pay a lot of money for this stuff and then just shit it out. I just it it I don't know their their business model feels like step one acquire stuff, step two question mark, step three dollar signs. I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, The Man from T- Toronto. A-, a very three out of five film. Um, so I also watched a film from last year that, you know, people seem to like and I just hadn't got round to. So I, I caught up with Werewolves Within. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Based on a Ubisoft VR game, I found out afterwards. Well, actually, I found out at the start because there was a Ubisoft logo. It was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I literally um, just put Werewolves Within um, to search for the, the film to look at the Wikipedia for it, and it took me to this uh, Ubisoft game. Yeah, mad, mad. Um, so this stars Sam Richardson, who is a bit of a hey, that guy, maybe. He was in a great Apple TV series, The After Party. Uh, which was a Friday night fixture for Donna and I, uh, like towards the start of the year. I've heard um, of that, but never watched it. But heard that it was really good. I think it might be you said it was really good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. It's like a murder mystery, but like every episode is um, styled like a different genre of film. Oh, that's um, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a Rashomon kind of thing. So it's like their perspectives on what happened on the night leading up to the murder. Like one of them's like a romantic comedy with musical numbers, and one of them, uh, one of them's like a more noiry kind of thing, and one of them's like a one crazy night kind of thing. Uh, it's it's you know it's fun actually. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's he's from that. Um, he's also responsible for one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in a number of years. Um, did 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 you guys ever watch? I think you should leave. No, I've not watched that yet. No, the TV series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a bit in that where there is a reinterpretation of a Christmas Carol, which is one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in my life. I will, I will give it a go. 
like straight up like it's fucking incredible and he's in that as well he was in the tomorrow war too so um he plays this uh new like uh ranger who is uh uh is just like started working in this kind of like snowy town um and there's some trouble with the locals uh that like these um oil company people are trying to run a pipeline through their town and some of them are saying yes please some of them are saying no fuck off and wouldn't you know it there's a werewolf or werewolves about um and the power goes out there's a snowstorm and they're all trapped in this bed and breakfast and it's essentially who's the werewolf um and yeah i I thought this was all right, actually. I watched it on Sunday night, and it was just a very nice, kind of like bit horror-y, but not really horror comedy, which had some fun characters, a few funny moments, um, and was just just generally entertaining. Um, it kind of sounds like damning with faint praise, but I suppose I wasn't really going to it expecting much, and I didn't get much. But I had a decent time. So sort of kind of like and worth so, getting to, but don't rush to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you've hovered um, over it, yeah, press it's... play okay, one time. Yeah, yeah, quite. And it, it, I, I suppose it had been talked about enough. I'd like I'd heard about it enough that I like maybe there was a bit of cool. Got anything else going on there? But uh, you know. Uh, but it it was absolutely fine. Um, God, I seem to watch a lot of TV just because I was going to say um, one of the one of the actors from the What We Do in the Shadows show is in it as well. Um, it, it, for anybody who watches that, the guy who plays Guillermo, uh, he's in it. He's very good. So um, yeah, uh, uh, Werewolves Within. It's decent. Um, last one for me this week, and. I'm going to take the stick out of my arse <laughs> when I say that for the first time since the cinema, I rewatched Attack the Block. All right, how did this go? Because I... I was a little bit... I, I, had, a, I had a big issue. I, I enjoyed the film, but I had a bit of an issue with a part of the movie. <laughs> so, we weren't doing... Dude to the monkey at the time that's out the block I came out. Just, so, yeah, I think we, we made, just missed it. I think. Yeah, so I, yeah, it was twenty ten actually. I think it's out the block or twenty eleven. Yeah, but um, yeah, okay, yeah. So we did just miss it. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, my my major issue with it first time out is in the opening ten minutes or so. You've got the ostensible heroes of the film mugging someone. Which is my issue with it, and well. get yeah, getting away with it. And there you go. Um, but watching it now, I think that through the film, they do do enough to be, like to say, not not you know, not that they 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 should be forgiven for it, but that that it is a product of the environment in which they are, they are living, and. Also, that they are children pretending to be big, scary men. And the main arc of the film 
is not necessarily... Well, I mean, the main arc of the film is that they kill essentially what turns out to be the female of these aliens early doors and then consequences have uh, actions have consequences and it's about moses realizing that what he puts out in the world you know like it, it's gonna come back on him and the characters are kind of dickheads but also, two of two of the like group of like five, I think it is, are killed during the course of the film. Um, it is the whole actions have consequences thing is played out, and by the end of the film, you do get the sense that Moses is going like is going to be the new leader of this block, and that he is going to be better. And the first time round, at the end, like the last image of the film is John Boyega, who's fucking great in this, by the way, smiling. And, and like, because people are going, Moses, Moses. And it's just like, right, okay, so what? He's just going to be the leader of the block and what's that going to mean then? Second time round, it became a much more apparent to me. And it was my blinkered view of the film first time round. I wasn't listening. Um, or at least I don't think I was. That made me interpret it in a way that I don't think Joe Cornish intended on. Um, also, there's just there's this line where um, uh, Jodie Whittaker's on the phone to Moses and like she's looking around his house and she looks in his bedroom and it's like a Spider-Man kind of like duvet cover, and she's just like, "Do you have a little brother?" "No." "How old are you?" 15. "You look older." And it is that realisation of, fucking hell, he's 15. You know, and just like all the way through the film, he's being like painted as like the, you know, Billy Big Bollocks. It's not, he's just this 15 year old kid. Don't really know what he's doing. He's a fucking product of his environment. But through just realising empathy, he's becoming a better person. So there's that. But also the creature design is some of the best creature design of that decade. It's not been... It's barely been bettered. It's great. The just sheer blackness, but then you just see, like, their fucking luminous fangs. It's great. Um, And the score rules as well. It is a fantastic score. Yeah. It's great. Like, the, the cue when Moses is basically doing his hero moment at the end is cracking so look i don't think attack the block is perfect uh i think it's got too i think it's got too many characters um and the mugging at the start i think it would have been better if they kind of i like fucked it up or just seemed less sure of themselves in the moment mm. like they they just seemed too good at it at the start, I might give us um, give, give us a rewatch because it is only it, it's a, it's a I, I remember it being just a fucking it zips along at a fucking pace and there's a really good FIFA joke mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I remember uh, laughing yeah, at a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it just it's it 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 is it is it is rather fun. Um, 
and like I say, I honestly, I, I think it was just a me problem. I, I think I was coming at the film wrong. And also, I'll be honest, maybe with a bit of prejudice of just like, well, I don't like hoodies or something like that, if I'm honest. And I think maybe now just 10 years hence and like just knowing they're not the problem, <laughs> you know, it's, um, and, and, and you know, they're not necessarily the masters of their destiny that I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can see that more, um, it's a smarter film than I gave it credit for. Cool. I will cap. I was wrong. Catch up with that. Um, Bex, what have you watched on? Uh, oh, it's on Netflix, by the way. It's on Netflix. Cool. I'll catch up with that. Bex, what have you been watching? Um, the only film I've watched on my own is. Um... I've not watched, watched anything on my own this week. Oh, okay. The only film I've watched on my own is a rewatch of Elvis at the cinema last Saturday. And. It's even better second time round. Nice. I would go and see it this Saturday as well, between me finishing work and you finishing work, as I have a three-hour gap, but none of the showings fit in that gap. It's very sad times. Very sad times. Might go play and see it with you. Okay. <laughs> so what else did we watch this week, Bex, as a collective? We watched some stuff. We did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We rewatched uh 310 to Yuma. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, first watch in a while. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I first saw it. Which was at the cinema? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> really? No. No. Um, I, I, I really like 330 Yuma. It, it's a good western that, again, is unashamedly just, you know, it's James Mango coming off the back of uh, Walk the Line. Yeah. Um, and... You know, using like the the, the 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 literal cash that he had in the bank. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd get more for that, thanks. For that, you know, bringing along you know, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe to, to do this, and then Ben Foster in very much a a very Ben Fostery role, but one of the, I think the first because he he was very well thought of. As like an up and comer, mm. but this was the one where it put him on screen with people. And he's very, he's very good at the, you know. He's like a sub main character in this. Isn't well, he? I think the idea is that actually that um, Ben Wade kind of exists as a mythos, as a myth, mm. and that's how he, that's how he gets what he gets done. Is essentially he's just good at corralling these frankly unpleasant men that he doesn't <laughs> have to be that unpleasant himself yeah he's a redeemable soul you know that he says during the movie i'd never kill anyone that hasn't deserved it and literally within the movie he doesn't yeah kill anybody spares people that but, doesn't deserve it he yeah. spares people that he feels deserves it whereas you've got ben foster is the he just fucking kills at will yeah yeah and happens to be very very good at it and the reason why he Spoiler alert for a 15-year-old movie that's a remake of a 70-year-old movie. Um, 65-year-old movie. Um, it, it is that he has to kill him because it's like, no, he is the he is the myth of Ben Wade. Is actually Ben Foster's character. Yeah. Charlie Prince is the, the, is the whole reality of it all, yeah. Um, Russell Crowe's very, Crow very good in it 
but it, it was at that point where he was still taking himself maybe a little bit too seriously. I think this is the one where he's starting to have a little bit of fun with it, but there is an element of him. I mean, the thing is, Russell Crowe is really fucking good. Yeah. It's the problem. But this was the one where, you know, like the character can do no wrong and everything he does is perfect. And it's almost a little bit like that. <laughs> um, whereas Bale's still very much in the, no, my character has to have fucking flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there are like literal scene stealing performances from Ben Foster. Um and oh, who is it? Um Dallas Roberts is really fucking good in this. Mm. He's really fucking good. It's it I mean, all the performances are are, are really good, to yeah. be fair. Yes, yeah, solid solid rewatch of that. Uh what else did we rewatch, Becky? We also rewatched the classic movie Gladiator, didn't we? We did rewatch Gladiator, yeah. Hey, you did watch yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. Um, that the thing is, I, I remember liking Gladiator when we saw it at the cinema, mm. um, and then I remember liking when we watched it on DVD, mm. and then I remember the last time I watched it, which must have been, oh, it must have been getting on for near twenty years ago. This movie came out in, in 2000. Yeah. So it must be getting on for near 20 years ago. Um, and not liking it. Right. Like, just being quite bored by it. Maybe it was because I just watched it, like, too many times too close together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd kind of, like, shied away from re-watching it for all these years because my last memory I'd had of it was that I didn't like it. Gladiator's fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Gladiator is... Genuinely fucking great. Yeah. And I always forget that it was, it's this that, um, for some reason, I always think that Russell Crowe's got two Academy Awards. Yeah. One for this and one for A Beautiful Mind. Hmm. And he doesn't, he just has one for this. Okay. And who did he lose to for this? No, he got it for this, didn't he? Oh, no. Hang on, he got it for this, but not A Beautiful yeah, Mind. Yeah. See, this is this is the bit that confuses me. I'm sure he got it for this, and not, and, and he didn't win for Beautiful Mind. Russell Crowe, not Brussel Crowe. I swear, your phone knows you're trying to type something. Fucking yeah. yeah, he won. Yeah, he won for Gladiator. Nominated for a Beautiful Mind. Yeah. I, I, I thought he won for a Beautiful Mind. I thought he won too. He got. Who a Golden fuck? Globe and a BAFTA for A Beautiful Mind. Right, that might be it then. Uh, he definitely got nominated, though, yeah. eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but... Yeah, but you can see why he wins it for this. Oh, Denzel won the year... Uh, the oh, for Training Day. Year. Oh, yeah. fair enough, then. Um, yeah. Also nominated for The Insider. Yeah, he was nominated for The Insider, yeah. Possibly should have won for the insider as well. Um, but he's fucking incredible in this. Just as the... You get the broken guy, but you also... You're watching it going, yep, I could see why this man could literally inspire an entire fucking revolution. <laughs> um, I'm a, go on. J- sorry, just, j- just to say. So, the insider year. Yeah. Also nominated. Richard Farnsworth for The Straight Story. Fair enough. 
Sean Penn for Sweet and Low Down. Mm, I always thought that was a bit. Denzel nervous. Washington for The Hurricane. Ooh. Winner. Yeah. Kevin Spacey for American Beauty. That's well. <laughs> it's a good performance. Nope. It it's good. Yeah. But it's not aged it's well. Not aged well though. But he's just not aged well, has he? I don't think the film's aged well. No, probably uh, not. D- that film's soured. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, weirdly, weird side tangent about this. Yeah. So I don't know what. No, that was it. There was um, there was an interview with uh, I can't remember her name from Walkabout, the Australian movie. Um, that I read where she was saying that she regrets doing a new team when she was sixteen. Yeah. Because it was it was odd, and then that got me thinking, and I went right. About the, the American Beauty thing. Mm. And the fact that Thora Birch did a topless scene at 16 years old. Yeah. Which then, for some reason, because I was at work and there was nobody else in, and I was kind of not really... I was kind of just stood. So my brain was going, right, that didn't need to be a nude scene. You, you, you didn't need to see Thora Birch's boobs in that. You could have shot it from the back, got the fact that he was seeing her boobs and filmed her boobs... Without actually having to show sixteen-year-olds' boobs, mm. and that was only yeah, it, it, it's two thousand. It was nineteen ninety-nine, mm. so it's twenty-three years ago. But it feels close enough that you'd go that that, that just wouldn't happen now. No, who made the movie? Sam Mendes. But it feels like close enough that you look at it going that shouldn't have happened then. Mm. Whether or not she signed whatever bit of paper she signed, their parents signed it anyway. It didn't need to be there. I am aware now that I'm talking about a movie that we're not even, we're even watched. Yeah. Fuck it. Sorry, I'm just looking at the Best Actor nominations. John Voigt got nominated for Best Actor for Runaway Train. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... That fucking rules. To be fair, Runaway Train's a fucking cracking movie. I just that rules. Yep. Eighty. Sorry. Oh uh, shit! You're asking me. Eight. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, great fun. Eric Roberts rules. Uh, how are you with your rewatch of uh, Gladiator, Becky? Yeah, it's it's. Do you know what? It is un- undoubtedly very good. Um, I forgot just how good a performance it is from um, Kim Phoenix. Yeah. But how that good performance is just just makes him really, really fucking icky. It makes your skin crawl. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's miles too long. Mm, I, I, I don't. I think it gets away with it because it's a grand epic. Yeah, and I don't think you could get rid of any of it. I just it it makes it. It's not. It's not. Oh, let's watch a film. It's oh, you, you've got let's a set watch Gladiator night. and let's plan the day. Yeah, around you, it. you've got a set of night aside for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but the. I mean, the, I, I hate splitting films, and we had to split this. I absolutely hate fucking doing it. Yeah, we 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 just run out of time a little bit on the night, didn't we? Um, but like the the actual gladiator bits in it mm. sequences are fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, really good. 
you know, the the, the big one where where he, he actually, where he arrives and starts fucking, you know, at the actual Coliseum rather than at the mini Coliseum bit. Yeah. Where he first does the Are You Not Entertained bit. Yeah. But yeah, the fucking, and then fucking shit eel fucking comes out to fucking greet him. Fucking dick. And he's there. But you're watching it at that moment. And by the way, because we, we, we had to stop it just after that, didn't we? Yeah. But we were, both of us were flagging a little bit towards that bit. Yeah. But we were like, we can't tell this off because it's just <laughs> fucking brilliant. And the Russell Crowe essentially just fucking wandering just backwards and forwards, kind of seething. Mm. And he's like, take off your mask and he takes it off. And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Yo, what, you fucking know it's him. <laughs> you fucking know it's him. And even you go, oh, what are you going to do now, Wackie? And he's like teeting away from fucking you, like going, you can't, can't, can you, you prick? And fucking just Russell Crowe's just thinking, I was fucking, oh, I wish I could fucking kill you right now. Yeah, yeah. I could end you. And then the fact that he fucking does, even though he's fucking essentially like fucking already half killed him. Mm. But again, it's the fucking look in Russell Crowe's face where he's like, wait, you're going to fight me? This is going to be fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, then he like stabbed him in the lung, doesn't he? Yeah, you almost look at him going, he's thinking, I'm going to teabag you. I am going to teabag you in front of fucking (laughs) two million fucking people. (laughs) Gladiator is fucking great. It is. Very good. Very much enjoyed rewatching it. I I fucking loved it. Fucking Oliver Reed is fucking going for it as well. Oh, yeah, Oliver Reed's really good in it. Oliver Reed is going for it with a passion on man who's going, this is the last big movie I am going to make. And it was. But fucking hell. What a way to go out, eh? Yeah. But he's, he, he is fucking selling it. Mm. Like a motherfucker. Mm. Yeah. Gladiator. What a picture. Banger. Yeah. Fucking really glad I went back to that. <laughs> well, now your um, sort of enduring memory of it won't be not liking it. It'll be... It, it, it'll be, let's watch it again. Let's watch it right now. You'll ruin it for yourself again. <laughs> no. No. Probably I can ruin that for myself again. Yeah. So I watched a lot of Russell Crowe this week. It's good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I might watch some more Russell Crowe. Yeah, what else we got? I'm going to watch fucking Unhinged. <laughs> I'm going to fucking watch Nice Guys. Oh no, let's not do that. Why? Unhinged is great. That thank you had a whiff of fuck off to it. I thought that was Mel Gibson. No. Did you look up? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? Don't know. A lot. Um, right, questions. Questions, questions, questions. I did ask for them this week. And we got we got one. Uh, Rick Kidd. Has Harrison Ford's 80th birthday excluding Star Wars, Indiana Jones films and Blade Runner? What are the five films of his that you'd recommend watching? Expendables free. I mean, yeah, obviously. Weirdly, Harrison Ford has actually got an oddly. If you take out like the Star Wars movies, the Now Jones movies, it, it's a lot less movies than you think. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I I I, 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 I don't know because. I mean, you could say. Because if you were being really lazy, you could say apocalypse. I'm now. not going to say any of this stuff. 
No, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like ones where he actually has like a starring prominent. Yeah, role. I don't think you can get the conversation or apocalypse now, can you? No, you're looking at Raiders. You're looking at Last Crusade. You're looking at Blade Runner. You're looking at Blade Runner twenty forty nine, a film which only gets better the more I think about it. Mm. Um, and then there's only one left, and it's like okay, Star Wars. You know, but then that feels like really lazy. It feels like there are other films. Air his. Force One's good. K nineteen's good. Yeah, you really like K nineteen, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Six days, seven nights. I mean, clear, clear and present. <laughs> clear and present danger. Patriot Games. Frantic's good. Frantic is good. Oh god, Frantic Frantic's is good, good. Yeah, I mean you've got the Polanski. Bit of it. The fugitive's a good shout, Becky. Yes. Oh, the fugitive is bloody good. Yeah. Ah, fuck your fugitive's a fucking good shout there. Okay, so if you were breaking it down to five, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. We can't, we can't have Raiders. Not necessarily in an order. We can't have uh, Indiana Jones movies. Or Star Wars, or the other one. Blade Runner. What? Yeah, it's with the exception of them. Oh, fucking hell. Who, who asked this question? <laughs> oh, Rick. What are you fucking doing to me, you bellend? Wow. So, I think we've got... Because he made a lot of dirged shit in the noughties. Alright, I'm going to throw a curveball oh, yeah. at this. Oh, God. Firewire. Firewall. No. Morning Glory is a fun film. Morning Glory is good, mind. Morning Glory. I'm putting Morning Glory out there. I'm putting What Lies Beneath, Six Days, Seven Nights. <laughs> Witness. Fucking Fugitive. Fugitive. I'm getting the Fugitive. Yeah. And. Mosquito Coast. Alright, Frantic, Patriot Games, The Fugitive, How's your family, Ryan? Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, You're not in the devil's zone. <laughs> What's wrong with Devil's Air Force One, Morning Glory. What's wrong with Devil's Zone? Yeah. Dope, just dope. No, that's... A... No, I mean, like, what I was... What I was doing was fucking um, Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean in Clear and Present Danger. Uh, Patriot, Patriot Games Cost is, yeah. Oh, it's good as that. How's your family, Ryan? Does anyone want to hear a sad story about Clear and Present Danger? Go on. Clear and Present Danger was the uh, film my dad took me to see on the day that my uh, mum and sister moved out. Yeah. Why do you like the film so much then? Oh, that was a good film. Because <laughs> got the cinema. Yeah. Seems to be a thing that when my mum moved out, the first time my mum moved out, I got to go and see Honeymoon in Vegas. Nice. Yeah. Honeymoon in Vegas is a good film. Not a cuddle. I'm fine. Sure. James Caan, yeah. Yeah. 
He's great in Family of Vegas. Right, I'm going to ask a question that's Go not going to make any sense to anyone listening, but I need to have an answer off you. Is that his back foot? Yes, that's his back foot. Right. I will take a photo and I'll put that out on our Twitter for people to get a reference for what we mean. I, uh, yeah, that was that was it for questions. I very much enjoyed everyone's film of the year gifts coming through. Yes, keep those coming, guys. Because yeah, um, yeah, I'm just wanting to just just as you see that I want to keep that thread kind of going. To be honest, because I'm I'm really liking it. Um, I like the fact that so far I'll just go through some of the films we've had. Um, so Christopher Burns as Top Gun Maverick and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once and Jackass Forever. Um, yeah. Becky nice. uh, has uh, Elvis. Um, Craig Dawson um, suggested a Spanish film called Cross the Line which we're going to try and get to um, Gary um, surname that I will b- brutalise because I can never pronounce it properly uh, Red Rocket isn't it just McConaughey it is but I always for some reason it goes into my brain and then comes out as completely different things so I'm just not going to say it try it no try it. no try I, don't, I don't want the whole of Scotland to attack me <laughs> Uh, Ethan M. Bart. I think you should try it. <laughs> try it, Matt. What is it? McConaughey, isn't it? McConaughey. That's what he says. There you go. So you just said it. Yeah, by accident, Matt. Is it on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, was one, that was one of those fucking lightning strikes moments. <laughs> it ain't striking twice. Uh, Greg Dawson also says boiling point. Yeah, so I've had some good ones there. Yeah, some fun ones. Um... <laughs> Is everyone looking forward to joining Demonic uh, in black and white? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying it. <laughs> There's interesting shit happening in the physical media space. There at the moment, really man, is, I've got to say. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it, they are just 100% going, only fucking nerds are buying this stuff. So let's just feed them. Feed the nerds. And it's... Oh, sorry, am I still yeah, there? Yeah. Um, it's something that I've been kind of like saying for years that kind of like how it, it went, the bottom drops out of the mass physical media buying. You are just going to have like the labels that actually kind of give a shit mm-hmm. doing it. And th- that that is coming to the fore. Yep. Um, you, you're getting Johnny Mnemonic. You're getting... Kino Lauber in the US putting out a 4K of Tropic Thunder because why not? Um, you, you're getting Criterion putting out uh, Blowout and apparently they're doing a 4K of Night of the Living Dead. Um, oh, I think I actually watched that actually. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, I, I bet that'll look great. You know, because it was shot on film. So, you know, it, it's going to look grainy as fuck. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Um, I still haven't opened up the cellophane on it, but you've got Second Sight putting out uh, an edition of Drive Mm -hmm. in like a fucking £55 big motherfucker that's got essays and a copy of the original novel and then features galore. Um, It feels like 4Ks that are coming out now, they're not just going, yeah, here's the film. They're actually trying. Yeah. And it, it, it's the the physical media situation in terms of the like the discs themselves. It feels like the best that it's been for about a decade, which is good. 
it, it's good that they, they, they're healthy. catering to the people that are buying them rather than the problem is I, I, I genuinely think that, that what happened with physical media was and especially physical film media because physical media, in terms of for buying music, had a bumpy road um, with streaming services, which were a reaction to illegal downloads. But the the, the purchasing of, of physical music has, has has not been healthier for twenty five years. Because you know, they've gone. Oh, do you know what's collectible though? CDs are shit, but... Yeah, but... But CDs are making a comeback. Are they? CDs are making a comeback. Um, cassettes are making a comeback. Yeah. Vinyl is still outselling all other music media. Um, but what happened with film as a physical media thing was it, it was devalued by supermarkets selling DVDs for three quid. Yeah. Yeah. So people associated it with, with that. And it, it, it became that. And, and then the fact that you're getting these these specialist labels now are going, fuck it, yeah. Well, let's do something interesting. Because, the Johnny Mike thing there, I'll buy that. I want to see that in black and white. I want to see what the why. And I will buy that. Why? Because why the fuck not? <laughs> because, why the fuck not? That's my genuine thing. I want to see it. Therefore, they're going to provide it to me. I have to pay a fee for it. That just seems like logic. Fair enough. Yeah. If we want these people to do these interesting things, we have to be willing to pay for it. It's fair. And, yeah, I mean... Th- and, and that's why our Patreon is £2 like... a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get me every now and then... Talking for 20, 25 minutes about this yeah. stuff. Um, I went on some real fucking nerdy shit on the last one I recorded about like a film that I was like, what the fuck is that? That just sounds like the stupidest fucking so thing. I, and I click on it, read the synopsis. Uh, and then I read the synopsis and I'm like, Do you know what? I watched that about 10 years ago. What? And it was just like a fucking memory what hole. What film was it? I think it was called like Air Doll or something um, that I watched oh. as part of like the Rain Dance Film Festival, like back in the day. Um, yeah, the, the, the one that's based on a manga. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and it stars um, Duna Bay, who was in uh, Cloud Atlas. Yes. Um, and I was reading the description. It was like, shit, do you know what? I've actually fucking seen <laughs> this. Um, and it was wild. But yeah, yeah. There you go, two dollars a month. Yeah, it's like a blow-up doll or something like that, doesn't she? Sorry, it's like about a blow-up doll or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, and it comes, comes to, to life, life and, yeah. and starts looking for the concept of love or something like that. From what I remember, yeah, that of sounds it. about right. Yeah. Right. So, what are we covering next week? Oh, we're covering the Grey Man, aren't we? Because we we talked about it earlier in the show. We did. We were very naughty. Yes, we did. We were. But yeah, looking forward to that. And like you say, that's going to be interesting. We will not be seeing the railway children return. We will not be seeing the railway children no. return. Sorry, folks. Yes. I, I, I don't think any of our listeners are, <laughs> will also. I think if we put the poll out for that, it'd just be zero. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody is going no to thoughts. watch that. Uh, voluntarily, apart from 
Tories in their sixties. Um, yeah, so that was that was episode four hundred and fifty-two. What a wild ride! It was a wild ride, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. And thank you much, Rebecca. Cheers, Mark. And we shall we shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Oh shit! We forgot something. Oh, we did forget something. We did. We've not gone. Oh, that's like you know when when like albums used to have a big gap. Before. Yeah, we've got a deleted scene. Like we've, got a, we've got we've got an we've end got credit. We've got a deleted scene, folks. We got a fucking deleted scene. We've got an end credit. Right. Which is actually going to be way easier for me to edit now. <laughs> Right. What? What? Do, do I know? Have you listened to this yet, Ian? No, no. He said listen to I've it. I've not on listened the show. to it yet. So this is this is audio feedback from Noel that he's asked us to not listen to until it's on the show. He sent it two weeks ago, and I completely forgot to do it last week, and I almost forgot to do it tonight. So, so we're gonna pause. Like you're gonna hear the recording which i'm going to edit in and then you'll hear our reactions after unless it's mean in which case we'll just edit all of this out <laughs> so have you got I've it got there? it here yeah right uh so if we just mute for a second then and then yep hi guys yeah just out and about and i thought uh i'm, I'm catching up on episodes of film bastards and um some really great points being made um about a bunch of things, but one thing has kind of stood out for me in particular uh, that I kind of wanted to throw my thoughts in on, uh, and now seemed like a good time to do it. So, uh, so yeah, um, mainly to, to towards Mark, really. Um, I would say personally uh, that I agree with Becky. I think 240 degrees for roast vegetables is ridiculous. Um, it's far too high. Um, I mean. With any vegetable, you're going to break that. You're going to break that right down very, very quickly at 240 degrees. So you know, to leave any vegetable in there for 10, 15 minutes at 240, you're going to burn the edges. If it's a particularly um, dense vegetable like a carrot or swede or a parsnip, you may even find that it's undercooked in the middle. Uh, so it's, it's no good really. Um, Putting that down to 200 degrees, yeah, maybe that's going to work. Uh, but you do need to consider what vegetables are in there. So, for example, if you've got carrots in it at 200 degrees, it's probably going to be fine. Again, parsnips going to be fine. If you throw in onions or red onions into there at 200 degrees, those are going to cook so much faster than the other vegetables. So they're going to burn to a crisp and, and ruin everything. Uh, same for you know red peppers, bell peppers, that kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, I would say 180 degrees, really. Um, 180 degrees, probably 15 minutes. Uh, if you've got a fan oven, maybe you can push that to 20 if it's not a fan oven. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, thanks for bringing it up on the show, and uh, I hope yeah, I hope this is, is of some use, and and uh, I hope you kind of agree with my comments. Keep up the good work, guys. Speak soon. He's fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there. <laughs>
true. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. On that one. Oh dear. Those poor onions. I've got a fucking two minute voicemail about. <laughs> I am I am suitably chastised and I deserve it thoroughly as usual. <laughs> the good thing is, you know. the thing is, I was with Noel last week and he didn't fucking mention it. <laughs> so well played, Noel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was expecting it all. Yeah. No, same. Well done, Noel. Um, I hope everybody else enjoyed it. I, th- I think we're going now, aren't we? Are we are doing now, yeah. <laughs>